conversation anxiety. What can you do to not have conversation anxiety? Hello, this is Laura Pereca coming to you live from Las Vegas. I hope you are doing well. And I hope you choose to share these episodes if you do indeed enjoy them yourself. Let's talk about conversation anxiety and more importantly, what you can do about it. Let's face it, we all have it at some point or another when we need to talk to someone, maybe an important conversation with a lover or a boss or a family member that we've been avoiding or a friend. All around us, all the time, we have conversations and many of them lead to a lot of anxiety. What can you do? Well, today let's talk about meeting in your mind first. That's right. You heard me. Meeting in your mind first. Daydreaming, imagining, some even call it fantasizing sometimes. The truth, my friend, is that we start everything in the mind. So of course our conversation should start in the mind. But hear me out, from beginning to end, not just a basic idea of what we're going to talk about. So, you know, during a conversation, let's get into the meat of this. During an anxious conversation, what happens? Do you feel a little little pain or a little anxious or a little fearful? Maybe you start to sweat. Maybe your hands sweat. Maybe you get a little red in the face. These kinds of things happen when we have a hard time confronting something or if we feel embarrassed or... Uh, or if we're unable to handle a certain situation. Now, you all know there are things you can do, tips for when you're in it, when you're right in the middle of that conversation. You can take a deep breath. You can do some positive self-talk. You can say, okay, now, come on, we're not going to blow it. We're going to say the right things. (laughs) You can visualize success while you're talking to the person. Try to be positive and proactive and hope for the best. But I would say that a better or a um, additionally good idea is to be proactive and do something before the conversation. When I taught English as a second language at the college level, I came up with seven daily habits to improve your English. And the most important one was picture your success in your mind. Now, we can use that idea We can picture our success in our mind before that conversation that might make us anxious. He was a wonderful mentor, but he had a hard time getting on the phone with me sometimes. He would say, just text me or just email me. And um, a lot of it had to do with not wanting, well, you tell me what you think. When you're on the phone with someone, What makes it so hard in modern times for us to get on the phone? Salespeople have a hard time. Um, Millennials have a really hard time getting on the phone. They want to just text. They consider it kind of rude if you call them without texting them first. Unless, you know, it's your daughter or your sister. That might be a little different conversation. But in general, people prefer in modern times to text you than to call you. Why is that? What makes it so anxious to talk on the phone? Well, it could be that when you're on the phone, you only have the voice to go by. You don't have any visual cues. 
You're not there in the situation, in the, in the moment to see if they're being distracted by something else. So if there's suddenly a pause or a quiet time on the phone, you don't know how to interpret that. Uh, no social cues at all, right? Except for the voice um, being the main focus. When you are on the phone with someone, you're it. You're the focus. And that doesn't feel real comfortable to some people. <laughs> um, another thing about the phone is you don't have any time to think before responding. If you're texting or emailing, you can take a moment to mull over what you want to say. Maybe you type it out and then change your mind and go back and erase some of it and say it in a different way. Maybe you read it over to yourself to see if it sounds good or you read it to a friend. Hey, tell me how this sounds. Does this sound good? When you're on the phone with someone, or even scarier, in person looking at them, <laughs> you don't have a chance to do those things, right? So the phone can be very anxious, uh, create a lot of anxiety for you. And of course, in-person conversation as well, because that other person is not just listening to your voice. They're looking at a lot of body cues. And sometimes we want to hide our emotions. We want to hide our true intentions. And when someone is right there looking at us having the conversation, they're reading our body language and they're getting much more, they're looking at our facial expressions. They're getting much more information than just on the phone. So back to meeting in your mind first. Before you're in front of that person, before you pick up the phone, you've heard of setting intentions, right? You set the intention for a good phone call or for a good meeting, and that's good. Have a goal, be prepared, know what the other person's goals are and what their uh, needs and desires are. However, there is a quick little tip about picturing your success in your mind before you go into the situation and running through the whole scenario. Let me give you an example. Uh, I have recently had a hard time getting on the phone with someone that I want to express my opinion to. I want to have a conversation with a certain person that I'm, for some reason, very afraid to do. Now, what I decided to do was to follow my own advice and picture my success in my mind and close my eyes, take a deep breath, and just invite that person in, into my life in my mind, and then have that heartfelt conversation with that person. And what I found was, as I was doing this, I was saying things to the person that came straight from my heart, deep in my core. I was sharing vulnerability and honesty. And as I came back from that conversation in my mind, I thought, wow, why in real life was I afraid or not wanting to say those things, but in my mind, boy, it was easy. <laughs> in your mind, there's no rejection. In your mind, you have a chance to see what you think they might say or how they might react. And it, it changes the scenario. It changes the level of fear or vulnerability. And for me, it makes it more real, more win-win oriented. I want to win, but I want you to win also. It's an exchange of love. It is nothing but good, honest, pure, um, happy feelings. I was very surprised when I took my own advice, <laughs> pictured my success in my mind, and walked through a conversation that I've been meaning to have with someone, but that's been very hard for me to even pick up the phone and do. And I was just taken back by why it was so easy to do in my mind, 
and how I shared straight from my heart. It is so interesting that it is hard for us here on this physical plane sometimes to express ourselves, isn't it? Now I can teach you things that you can do to train yourself to exert control over your emotional reactions because that's a part of your EQ, right? Your emotional intelligence. And yes, it is good for us to be able to do that, to be able to control our emotions so that we don't react, instead we respond. Yes, it's important to become aware of what your body's telling you. If you start getting sweaty palms, recognize that you're upset or scared or, or a little fearful. Um, learn from your past. Say, okay, the last time I got in this situation, here's what I did, here's what worked, here's what didn't work. There are lots of things you can do to prepare Another one is to create a gap between the impulse and the action. And let's say someone says something that pushes a button and you want to, you don't want to, but you impulsively react. Well, there are things you can do to put a little gap there between reacting and actually, instead of reacting, responding. Well, one of them is to breathe. When I was a teacher, I would uh, had a uh, partner teacher one year, and we would joke around. We would say, I love my students, I love my students, I love my students. <laughs> it was a way of putting a gap between when we wanted to react and when we chose to instead respond. Another thing people do is count. They just close their eyes and count inside their mind. One thing I did when I was married to someone who was uh, emotionally abusive was I would sit on my hands and bite my lip. I refused to react. So yes, I can teach you many of those things. You can go online and learn them. You, you can learn them from many places. But I think the most valuable at getting to the heart of the matter when it comes to what's got you anxious about a conversation you need to have is to picture it in your mind first. Meet in your mind first. Some would call that daydreaming. Some would say you're just using your imagination. And others would even say... You're just fantasizing about how it can go if it's perfect. Come on, this is the real world. Things aren't perfect. But I challenge you to try this. Try it, try it, and you may. Try it, and you may, I say. You may find some value in this. Give yourself a chance to really respond how you really would without any fear in your mind first. Then you may be surprised how that person reacts in your mind. You may be surprised at the things you say. At any rate, when you do have the real conversation, I bet it'll go a lot better. Did you like this episode? If so, share. If you need to reach out to me, Laura at 7dailyhabits.com. Can't wait to hear from you, and I can't wait for another episode in these anxious conversations because guess what? <laughs> You're going to have a lot of conversations that bring you anxiety. So let's, let's have a little series of these where we learn how to respond and not react. Talk to you again soon. Bye-bye for now.